So many great things that are going to be going on, and I really want to encourage you uh, this year to uh, group up and jump in, and because uh, we, we're getting ready. I don't know about you, but I'm believing this year is the year of growth, that uh, we're going to grow deeper into the things of God. You know, in the time we live in right now, and the things going on in the world, and the chaos, uh, we need light in the darkness. Today, if you started the Life Journal, you would have been in Genesis chapter 1, and uh, I like the beginning, our journal action on the part where it says, and God brought light into darkness. And uh, as we step in the world, uh, the, the scripture says the world's going to get darker and darker. But you know what's great is when you have the light of God, it gets brighter and brighter. And so this year, I really want to encourage you to take inventory of God. Where do I need to grow? Uh, you can go to our website, mountainpark.org forward slash events. Marriage Mondays is getting ready to kick off. And so come on, if, maybe it's time to say, you know what? We need to sow into our marriage. And uh, we need to, we, you know, we got a great marriage, but we can have an excellent marriage. And so I want to challenge you, check that out. Financial Peace University, maybe, the, maybe Financial Peace to say, you know, I want to get some tools on how to get out of debt and how to get to that place where I can be a blessing. Alpha, maybe you want to know more about Jesus and your faith. Alpha's getting ready to launch this month. And so, so many incredible things that are going on and classes and opportunities that are here for you. But you know what? You, you've, you've got to jump into it. You've got to commit to it. And you've, you've got to look and, and the Bible says, work out your salvation. You've got to work it out. And so, I want to encourage you with that. Parents too, on uh, January the 11th, Wednesday night, we've got a parents rally going on. Uh, I'll be there with uh, Jordan Hobbs, our children's director, and Colton, our youth director. We want to meet with parents. We want to hear from you. We've got some things that are coming up we want to share with you. And so parents, mark your calendar uh, for that. And then on the spiritual side, uh, well, all of it's spiritual, but there's some things I'm really excited about. And uh, uh, you can get this today, your, your, your life journal. And I want to encourage you this year to, to, to get into the life journal. What does this do? It takes you to the Bible in one year. And you know, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. And so the Life Journal is a great way for you to begin to, to jump in and grow in the Word of God. And then, I'm really excited about this. The team has worked so hard on writing the curriculum, and it was an honor to work with uh, Pastor Jan and Ali and DeAndre and, and Lindsay. And uh, we're getting ready for our 10-week all-group all series. And what does that mean? It means on Sunday morning, January the 15th, I'm going to launch our Rooted series I'm going to be teaching on Sunday, and then what you'll do is there's this devotions for you, and then there's group curriculum. And so what we want you to do is I want to challenge every one of you to find a group, to join a group. We have groups that meet at coffee shops. We have groups that meet in homes. And then we're launching and elevating our midweek here at Mountain Park on January the 18th. We're going to have a time where you can come in. If, if you don't have a group, and I know sometimes we say, hey, go join a group. And you're like, Pastor, I'm not going to go to some stranger's house. And, uh, you know, that's weird. Come to church. Come to church on a Wednesday night. We've got women's group, men's groups. We're going to have couples groups too. We'll have a little bit of worship. We're going to have a 10-minute recap. And then we're going to break into groups throughout the campus. And, uh, and then what we're going to do is you, you're going to take what God gave you during the week. And there's questions for 
for you to grow. And the, really the goal is how do we take what we're doing on Sunday morning and go deeper, drill deeper into it and answer questions because we can't do that here on Sunday. But when you get into a, a group, a community group, a Bible study group, uh, you can get to grow together. And so we, we got these journals. They're available for sale today. We just got them in on Friday. Uh, it's going to be our 10-week series. For 10 weeks, we're going to be going through this. And so I'm going to encourage every single one of you to to pick up a journal today at the white marble table. And again, we're going to be launching the series on January the 15th. Next Sunday, January the 8th, is Group Up Sunday. This is an opportunity for you to find a group. Uh, we're going to have group leaders uh, all over the lobby, and, and, uh, and you can just go find out about different groups. We've got men's groups that meet 6 a.m. for coffee. We've got groups that meet here and home, all over. And so you can find a group, and uh, I want to encourage you to do that this year. Life is better together, and there's nothing better. Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron, and we need each other. And so, you know, somebody needs you in their group, and you need somebody. And so I want to encourage you to next Sunday, you need to find a group. But today, you can already get your journal. And then the third thing, so Life Journal, the Rooted Journal. And then the third thing is we're going to be launching a 21-day fast. It's starting on January the 9th, next Monday. And I want to invite you uh, to, to take 21 days to fast. And in fact, we have in the Rooted Journal, there, there's conversations about fasting and some, some ideas for fasting, and, and you can find out. But, you know, it's so great at the beginning. I, I love doing this when I go into a new year. I love to take a moment to just fast. And people say, well, why do you fast? Is it to be spiritual? No, the reason I fast is to bring focus back into my life. I just want to say to the Lord, Lord, I just want it for the next 21 days. I want to pull some things out of my life. And so there's all kinds of fasts. You can do a social media fast. You can do a TV fast. You can do a Daniel fast. You can do a, there's all kinds of fasts. And people say, well, what's the best one? Whatever the Lord's telling you to do, that's the best one. And so I want to encourage you to think about that. Think about, God, what can I, for 21 days, put aside and put greater focus onto you? And so we do talk about fasting in the Ruder Journal. Again, you can pick those up uh, after, uh, after service at the White Marble Table. So a lot of things, a lot of options, a uh, buffet of things for you to consider and to pray about. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to move forward this year. I don't want you to stay where you're at. You know, change happens. Change happens when we take a step forward. That's the, that's, that's the truth about life. If you just stay, you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting, right? You've got to make changes. And so uh, we're going we're to talk a lot about that today. When you walked in, you were given this five things we're believing for in 2023. And I want to encourage you as, as I go through this message, I want you to write down five things you believe in for. In fact, at the end of today, after communion, I'm going to be praying over these with you. I want to pray a blessing over you, and then our prayer teams are going to be up front yet to agree with you and pray with you. But I think it's so important that as we go into the new year that we ask God for things. What, what are you believing for? Jesus says you have not because you don't ask. And so what are some things that you want to believe God for? Maybe it's something for your marriage. Maybe it's something for your kid. Maybe it's something in your career. Maybe it's something, God, I want to step into ministry for the first time, or I want to serve. I, I don't know what it is, but what are some things that you want to take to the Lord and believe for? I want to ask. You know, the Bible says that we pray according to His will, 
And we'll see things. We'll see breakthroughs and answers. And so uh, I want to encourage you, during the service, I want you to begin to fill down some things as the Lord begins to just speak to you. Five things that you're believing for. And then I want you to put this somewhere that you can see it, on the fridge. To remind it every day, God, I'm believing for this. I'm believing I'm going to see uh, these breakthroughs in my life. You know, I love whenever I do that New Year's service, I love reflecting on uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Some people have been thinking about that already and things I'm going to do. I, I joined the gym last year so that I didn't have to do it this year. And so I joined the gym four days ago. And, uh, and so it's kind of, <laughs> so it's not a New Year's resolution, somebody, okay? I'm just saying. But you know, it's so interesting because I found two funny, uh, co- two funny photos, and uh, the first one's funny, the second one might not be, but uh, I love this because this is so true for so many of us, and we can put that up on the screen. January 31st, January 1st, this will be different, <laughs> January 2nd, <laughs> no change. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> so often. Or what about this one? We, we write a list, you know, New Year's resolution, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, <laughs> Lose weight, lose more weight, lose weight again. <laughs> Get fit next year. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> Give up alcohol, cigarettes, drink, <laughs> find a job. <laughs> Try to be nicer to my ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> sort out the junk in my shed. No, <laughs> sort out the junk in my life. <laughs> but isn't that so true? That we get to January 1st and we just start writing all these crazy things. But yes, the reality about life is this, if there's no change on the inside, there won't be a change on the outside. Maybe we're so focused on changing the outside instead of saying, God, what do you want to change on the inside? What is it that you're asking me to do? What, is it, what are you asking me to lay down? What are you asking me to be obedient in? What are you asking me to change? Because if there's no change on the inside, I can almost guarantee you, friend, there won't be change on the outside. And so I was thinking about a great passage today that I want to look at, and it's a very different passage, but it's one I've been reflecting on for the past two weeks. It's found in Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. And now when they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to come and help me. Tell her then to help me. And, but the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. You know, I was thinking about this verse today because in so many ways it often reflects Christians. You get two kinds of Christians. <laughs> I've seen this over and over. You get the Christians that all they do is serve, serve, serve. This event, that event, serve, 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 serve. And then you get the Christians that all they want to do is sit at the feet of Jesus. Can we have more prayer meetings, pastor? Can we have, you know, more times of reflection? Can we have, and let me tell you something. I want to say this from the beginning. Both are important. Serving is important. What what Martha did here in serving, getting her house ready for Jesus was important. 
It was cultural that you got the house ready when a guest came. And this is Jesus coming to your house. And so Martha, is, she's running around, getting the house ready. And, and Jesus comes there. And, and, and she's, what does Jesus say? He, she was distracted. She's distracted in serving. And so Martha gets anxious. And she comes and says, Jesus, hey, can you tell my sister Mary to kind of help me? Hello? And Jesus says, you're anxious. You're distracted. Can you, can you just come? Mary has chosen the right thing. Mary has chosen in this moment to sit at my feet. And you know what? I want to encourage you as you go into 2023, I want you to be present to the moment. Serving is important. In fact, Jesus Christ said this. Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. Jesus told his disciples, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, what must you be? The least. The servant is what Jesus, in fact, if you study the word servant, it's almost translated slave in a sense. You're giving your life away is what Jesus said. Jesus came to give his life away. He came to serve. He didn't, he didn't come to be served. And so serving is so important. And I want to encourage you in this year that, and ask you the question, where are you serving in the kingdom of God? Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says this. He gave apostles, evangelists, teachers, prophets. Why did he give them? To equip the saints for what? The work of the ministry. What does that mean? If you give your life to Jesus and you're a Christian, and Paul says this, then you are a minister. God has a ministry for you. And so you're to do what? To serve in that gifting and serve in that ministry. I said this last year. We're a what? Are we a cruise ship? No, what are we? A battleship. And everybody has a role on the battleship. So serving is so important. But sitting at the feet of Jesus is so important too. Why? Because he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. It's important for us to sit in the presence of God. It's important for us. This is why I'm encouraging you to pick up a life journal and pick up a rooted journal. Why? Because you're going to sit at the feet of Jesus, and you're going to be sitting in the word of God. And Jesus taught us this. He said, don't build your life on sand, the things of this world. If you're going to build your life, build your life on the word of God. And so if the only time we open up the Word of God is on Sunday, guess what? We're spiritually starving ourselves. He said, feed on my Word. And so there's times where I'm called to serve, and then there's times where I'm called to sit at His feet. But here's the deal. I've got to be present to the moment. And what does that mean? I need to find balance in my lives. If all you're doing is serving and not sitting at the feet of Jesus, you're missing the mark. And if all you're doing is sitting at the feet of Jesus and you're not serving, you're missing the mark. I have to find balance. It's both. So what am I saying to you? Martha, Martha was right in serving, but she wasn't present to the moment. Mary was wrong in just sitting and not helping and then coming alongside and sitting in the moment. You're called to be a Mary and a Martha. It's both. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. But then serving. So important. So pastor, well, man, my life is so crazy. There's so much going on. How do I, how do I find this balance? How do I find spiritual health in sitting at the feet of Jesus and, and serving? How do I do that? That's a great question. And the answer is found in John 14, verse 16. And Jesus said this, John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. 
to be with you forever. What did you, what, what's going on here? Jesus is getting, he, he knows he's going to ascend to the Father. And what is he saying here? He, in fact, said to his disciples at ascension, he says, to your advantage that I go. Why? Because I will send the helper. I will send the Holy Spirit. And, and so what's the role here? Jesus said, I, I will give you what? A helper. You and I have a helper as we go through life. We're not called to go through life by ourselves. Jesus sent his spirit to be in us to help us. In fact, the, the word here, if you go and study the word, it's the word paraclete, which comes from the Greek word parakletos, which means helper, advocate. The word parakletos, actually, the, the first part, para, means to, to come beside or alongside. The word kalin means to call, to be called. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying, I'm sending the Holy Spirit, the one who is called to come alongside you and help you through life. Now, I want to say this, and, and don't be offended, but, you know, the church has made the Holy Spirit weird. The church has made the Holy Spirit weird. The Holy Spirit was never weird. He is God, Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But man has messed it up. And so what's happened in the church is we're afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit and we're missing the fact that Jesus said this, I'm sending the helper to help you go through life. Well, Pastor, don't talk about the Holy Spirit. I don't want all that crazy stuff, the running and shouting, and we don't want flags in church, and we don't want, you know, the circuses in town. We, we've been there, done it, seen it, heard it. And what happens is we live, and we try to do Christianity by ourselves, and we wonder why we're getting a mess. Why can't I get a breakthrough? Why can't I get healing? Why can't I get my mind renewed? Why can't I understand the Word of God? Because you're doing it in your own strength. You're doing it by your own power. You're doing it by your own wisdom. In fact, Paul says this in Galatians chapter five. I, I love this. He says, he says, but I say to you, Paul says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are what? Against the Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things that you want to do. What is Paul saying here? He's saying, come on, you as a believer, a child of God, have to understand that when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says the veil was torn from top to bottom, symbolizing God removing the veil. And why did he do that? Because, you, because in the Bible, in the altar, you could not go into the presence of God. Only a priest could go. But when Jesus died on the cross and his blood was shed, your sins were paid for. He put his blood, the Bible says, on the mercy seat once and for all. The price was paid. And so when you put your faith in Jesus saying, I am a sinner and you're a savior, you died for me, Jesus, by your stripes. The Andrew said, by your stripes, I am healed. You paid the price for my sins because Romans 6.23 says the penalty of sin is death, separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Jesus, you paid the price. And then Paul takes it further and he says, now that Jesus has done that, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It means... God has forgiven you, and Jesus has made you clean. Well, pastor, I still struggle with sin. Yeah, you have a flesh, but here's the good news. Jesus paid the price for every sin you've done, every sin you're going to do today, and every sin you're going to do tomorrow. He paid the price for it. 
And if you put your faith in Him and not in your works, we are justified by faith, not by works. What happens? You are now the temple, and Jesus said, now I can send my Spirit, the Helper. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have a Helper. We're not called to do faith by ourselves. If you're a Christ follower today, you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. I want to tell you this. The Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, is in your life. The question is this. Are you going to invite Him to be your helper? Are you going to invite Him to teach you? Are you going to ask Him? You know, uh, I once had an opportunity to be with a very a great leader in the church, and we, we got to have lunch. And, and what I'll always do is when I get around people that are influential, not just in the church, in business or athlete, I'll always say, hey, give me one nugget. One nugget in your life. Just give me one golden nugget that has changed your leadership, made you better, brought you to the top. Just give me one thing. And he said to me, he goes, yeah, I have something for you. It's like, like Miyagi, grasshopper. I'm like, bring it. Give it to me. And he said, he said, Charlton, I'm going to tell you what I'm learning. And I said, wow, okay. He said, I'm learning to be in step with the Holy Spirit. He said, sometimes as a visionary leader, I'm so running forward. I'm so far ahead of the Holy Spirit. And then I'm like, why is God not blessing my life? Why am I going through all these headaches and discovering all these things? And I thought it would be because I'm running far. And he goes, sometimes I'm too far behind. I don't know if I'm going to trust. I don't know if I'm going to obey. I'm still wrestling with it. I'm too far behind. I'm learning to be in step. Why? Because I just read to you the parakletos, the Holy Spirit is what? The one who's called to come alongside, next to me. We're doing this together. And he said, Charlton, I'm learning as a leader to walk in step. That's what Paul says. He says, walk in the Spirit. What is he saying? He's saying, come alongside the Holy Spirit and walk with Him. Why? Because He is your helper. Well, let me give you some roles of the Holy Spirit. Because I want you to know something. I've realized this about humanity. If you value something, you'll invest in it. If you value something, you'll give to it. Okay, let, me, let me simplify this for you. When I saw Cindy at Bible college, I remember I was upstairs, six months. She sat in front of me for six months. I didn't even notice her. Didn't notice, sat right in front of me. But I remember one night at church, I was upstairs in the balcony. She was on row three. I remember looking down, and you all know my, love, love, my wife loves to raise her hands and worship. She's a worshiper. She raises her hand. It's okay. The Bible says that we're to, to worship and raise our hands. And, and I remember upstairs looking down, and I kid you not, I saw Lilia glow upon her. And I was like Adam in the Bible. Whoa, man. <laughs> and just God opened my eyes, and guess what? I was like, Pastor, you better preach the fastest message you've ever preached because I'm going to take that girl to coffee. And I remember my pastor preached, he did a little altar call, and he said, amen, I ran down there. I didn't care if there were new people in church. I didn't care if they were babies or toddlers. I just was like, I need to get to her. And I remember, this is the most awkward thing. This is our first, like, real, our first date. You, me, coffee now. And she looked at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't care. Because what? You treasure, you will chase. What you treasure, you'll invest. 
See, you can think about, I'm going to lose weight, but if you don't understand the value of what losing weight will do for your body, you ain't going to go all the way. Fasting, if you don't understand the weight of fasting, you're not going to fast. I know that. Whatever you value or treasure. That's why Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be too. So why is the Holy Spirit so important? I want to give you a few things today to help you to, to shift from why do I need the helper to come alongside me? Why mustn't I be ahead of him? Why mustn't I be too far? Because if you want change in your life, you need the Holy Spirit. So let me give you four things really quickly. Number one, the Holy Spirit. What, why is the Holy Spirit's presence so important in our lives? Number one, he, he, what does He do? He teaches and reminds us. Listen to, listen to what in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 25 to 26. Jesus says, these things I've spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, what will He do? He will teach you all things and do what? Bring, bring to remembrance all that I've said to you. You know, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, He comes alongside us and He teaches us. So when I open up the Word of God, I want to encourage some of you to do this. When you do your life journal, I'm going to encourage you to start by doing this. Holy Spirit, you're alongside me. You're next to me. I need you to teach me the Word of God. See, God's given you a pastor and pastors and leaders and community group leaders to teach you, but He's given you the best teacher, the Holy Spirit. And as you begin to ask and invite Him in 2023, Holy Spirit, would you teach me and remind me? Because when I'm in the storm and the battle and there's all these voices that are going on around me telling me I'm not going to make it, it's hopeless, give up, what's the use? I want you, Holy Spirit, to remind me what God the Father says. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Holy Spirit, I want faith. Help me to understand. You see, there's some of you that are reading the Bible, and let's be honest, you're like, I have no idea what that means. There's sometimes I do too. I'm like, Holy Spirit, help me to grasp. Help me to understand the depth of this because the Bible says that this is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. But I need the teacher to help me. And I've got to invite him. Teach me, Holy Spirit. The second thing is, what does He do? He convicts us of sin and righteousness. John, in John 16, verse 7 and 8, Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, the one who comes alongside, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And when He comes, what will He do? He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So the Holy Spirit, what does He do? He teaches and reminds us, but you know what else He does? He convicts us of sin and He calls us to righteousness. There's some of you today in this room, you're struggling with sin and you're struggling by yourself with sin and you need to ask the Holy Spirit to come alongside you and you need to ask Him to convict you. When sin comes knocking at your door, you need to know I'm not alone. The Holy Spirit, God is with me. And the Bible says this, if God is for me, 
then who or what can be against me? I need the Holy Spirit to convict me. Charlton, watch out. See, when a thought comes into your mind, a thought of, of sin or something pops up, guess what? I like to say it's the five-second rule. You have a choice. What are you going to do with that thought? Are you going to chuck it out? Paul says, take captive and bring it to submission to what does God's word say about that? Or are you going to entertain it and begin to think, oh, I wonder what? Maybe if I just, you know, walked by her desk and just gave a little side hug, a little Jesus hug. And then you know what a side hug goes to a flirtatious email or text or a next minute you're snowballing and how did I get, how did I cheat on my wife? Because all the way in the beginning, the Holy Spirit was saying, watch out, watch out, watch out. And that's why in Proverbs it says like the young man was going to the house of the prostitute and it says like a lamb to the slaughter. Solomon says, I was watching the young man going down the road of destruction. Let me tell you something. Jesus said this in John 10, verse 10. The thief, the devil, comes to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. His vision and mission statement have not changed. He still wants to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and life overflowing. And I didn't just pay the price for it. I sent the helper to come alongside you, to teach and remind you the word of God, but then to convict you so that God doesn't condemn us. He convicts us. Watch out. Don't go that way. And there's some of you that need to invite Holy Spirit. I need your conviction in my life. I don't want to go down roads that are painful anymore. I want to know when there's just something, you know what, this is not right. I don't feel good. I'm going to begin to trust that that's you, Holy Spirit. Third thing he does is he gives us revelation, wisdom, and power. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, Paul says this. These things have been revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. See, i got one who comes alongside me who knows the thoughts of God. And I can begin to say, Holy Spirit, Spirit in me, Spirit of the living God, would you help me to know what God thinks. Would you help me to know? Some Christians are still wrestling with, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or not. Let me tell you something. If you put your faith in Jesus, the Bible says, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You don't have to wrestle with it. You don't have to debate it. If your faith is in Jesus, you're going to heaven, my friend. He paid the price. Wisdom, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 20. That the Lord our God, Jesus, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. What is it saying here? Paul's saying, come on, you have the Holy Spirit. And what does he want to do? He wants to give you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Solomon says in, in, in Proverbs, he says, come on, if you're going to chase anything in life, chase wisdom. Get understanding. Tie it around your life. It's greater than anything the world has to offer, the wisdom of God. And yes, the good news, you have the helper alongside who wants to teach you, remind you, convict you, help you to walk in righteousness. 
give you understanding, give you wisdom, and then he wants to give you power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit is upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. The Holy Spirit comes alongside me to what? Teach me, remind me, convict me, help me to walk in the righteousness and the freedom of God. He brings re understanding, revelation, and wisdom, but just the good news, I can now do life in His power. See, some of you are trying to fight sin in your own strength. You know, Pastor, I keep on getting beaten up. I can't get the breakthrough. You're doing it in your strength, my friend. You have one alongside you, the helper, the advocate, the paracletos, the one called to do life with you, to teach you, the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm not good enough. It's not about being good enough. Jesus paid the price. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But guess what you got to do? You got to invite him in the moments where you're feeling down. That, that's why scripture says, when I am weak, he's strong. That weakness there is not being unbeaten up. That weakness is when I bow my knee in meekness and say, God, I, right now there's nothing in me, but greater is he that is in me. And so when I, when I invite you, Holy Spirit, in my life, as I go into 2023, and I don't know what giants are coming my way, I don't know what mountains, I don't know what reports I'm going to get, but I know this, I'm not alone. Holy Spirit is with me. And then the last thing is, He guides us in truth and knowledge. John 16, verse 13, and when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He not speak of his own authority, but whatever he is, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are to come. Oh, pastor, just give me the truth. You have the Holy Spirit. Invite him. Yeah, I'm going to give you, this is what the Bible says, and this, but yes, the good news. The Holy Spirit wants to give you truth. He wants to open your eyes every day. You have a helper. You have the Spirit of God. You are the temple. And as you go into 2023, the Romans chapter 8 says this, that those who are led by the Spirit, those are the sons and daughters of God. Paul says those that are what? Led by the Spirit. Those are the sons and daughters of God. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to face some giants this year. Well, pastor, are you worried about the economy? No. Because my source is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Uh, if he sent quails and manna in the Bible, he can do it again. I don't know what he's going to do, but I just know this. He's faithful. Well, how do you know that? Because the Holy Spirit has revealed it to me. He showed me over and over again. I can trust in the faithfulness of God. I can trust in the goodness of God. He's taught me that. Through life's challenges and storms, he's taught me how to stand. He's with me. He's with you. He's with you. Maybe 2023 is going to be different for you because this is the year where you begin to invite the Holy Spirit, the presence of God in you. You begin to say, come and teach me. Come remind me. Come give me power to stand. Convict me when I'm going into dark places. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired of learning from consequence. 
I want to learn from wisdom. The wisdom of God. I want to learn from wisdom. I'm tired of going through. Consequence is a painful teacher, my friend. It's a painful teacher. It's sad when I watch people bump their heads over and over. I don't enjoy seeing people. Yeah, they go again. They're going to bump their head. They're going to go through the same thing. Bump their head. Go through the same thing. I'm like, wow, you're doing that. Get some wisdom in your life. Get the Holy Spirit in your life. Do life with Him. Invite Him. Invite Him. So let's pray today. Let's invite Him. Let's invite Him. As I pray, maybe today for you, Maybe it's a simple prayer that you need to just say in your heart. You know, God, I don't know too much about the Holy Spirit. I don't know too much about, I've, I've heard negative things and this sounds weird to me and whatever, but I know Pastor Charlton showed me a lot of verses today about who the Holy Spirit is. But today I want to invite Him in my life. I just want to invite Him to lead me, teach me, convict me. It's just simple prayer. Holy Spirit, would you lead me this year? Would you come alongside me? Well, Pastor, right now, my life is in a mess. Hey, no greater time than to invite him right now. Pastor, if you know the sins I'm struggling with, no greater time than to invite him right now. Come and teach me. Come and lead me. Come open my eyes. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price for our sin. No one else could. God, the reality is we'll never be good enough. We can never be spiritual enough. We can never be wise enough in ourselves. The good news is you don't come for perfect people. You came to make imperfect people perfect through your death and resurrection. You came to give us new life. Paul says you made us new creations. And then, Jesus, you said something so beautiful. It says, to advantage that I go, the Father will send the Holy Spirit, Paracletos, the one called to come alongside. Lord, I want to pray today for myself, all these beautiful people in this room and online. Would you help us? Would you give us a greater understanding of the Holy Spirit? Would we invite the one who comes alongside to teach us? May we not be too far in front or too far behind. As Paul, we do as Paul said, may we walk in the Spirit. May we walk with you. May we get to know you. God, for some in this room, there's so much negative experience of weirdness. God, would you remove that? For some of us in this room, there's just a fear of the Spirit of God living in me? Lord, we just throw that aside today. Paul said to Timothy that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Help us to do life with you. Help us not to miss out this year. And as you begin to change us on the inside out, I believe that we will see the greatest year. So we invite him. Come on, invite him right now, just quietly. Holy Spirit, I need you. Just tell him in your own words. Take this moment. I need you.